0: Hello, hello Miami Dolphin fans and welcome to the same old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Well, Brain, we're we're back and we're back a little bit earlier than we had anticipated. We, of course, were going to come back and, and talk to the people a little bit later this week to do a 2020 Dolphins season recap, perhaps revisit some of our preseason predictions for who would be the Dolphins award winners and all of those things. And, uh, you know, and we were looking forward to it. And it was going to be a kind of fun, lighthearted show to sort of launch us into the offseason here for the Miami Dolphins. But then as so often happens, news broke. Now, we should say that it, it's not huge news that has set any kind of chain of events into action yet, but it has certainly been news that has kick-started some conversation. And we thought, you know, Maybe this would be a good time to jump on and do a quick show to discuss some of this big news. And and basically what the news is, of course, if you're anywhere near the Miami Dolphins Twitterverse or if you follow the Dolphins in any kind of way, you are probably aware that earlier this week it came out that Deshaun Watson is not happy... With how things are going in... Houston. Now, what we mean by that is that the Houston Texans recently hired um, former New England Patriots executive Nick Casario to be their new general manager, which is, you know, kind of whatever. It's, it's that time of year where teams are starting to hire new general managers and, and the, the Texans fired Bill O'Brien pretty early in the season. So it's it's really not that big of a, you know, earth shattering event in and of itself. But what we found out was that Deshaun Watson had met with Texans owner Cal McNair um, shortly after the team traded DeAndre Hopkins before the season began. And, And that was something that Watson hadn't heard about. He didn't know that that was something that the team was looking to do. It sort of happened. And Watson voiced his displeasure because this is, you know, the Texans franchise quarterback. And you know, when when the team went its separate ways with Bill O'Brien, Watson sat down with McNair and and said to him that he would like to be involved in conversations about what the team was going to do going forward as far as the general manager was concerned. Now, he he made it clear that he didn't want to be the person that was the end-all be-all when it came to making final decisions. He just wanted to be consulted. He was representing a group of players on the team, and he wanted to, you know, make his thoughts known of guys that he thought would be general manager candidates, not that they would necessarily be hired, but he wanted the team to consider that. And he also wanted to have an opportunity to sit down and meet with the organization's finalists for the GM job. And so that he could sort of speak with those guys, those candidates from a player's perspective, not just his own perspective, but from the perspective of several other players within the Texans organization. And this was something that he wanted to have the opportunity to do. And it was something that McNair said, yes, you're going to have that opportunity to do. Well, the Texans hired a search firm to help find their new general manager. They hired the search firm Corn Ferry and they came up with some recommendations for the team. And then the Houston Texans, Jack Easterby and uh, and McNair made the decision that they're going to go with Nick Casario, who was not somebody that the firm represented. He was not somebody that Watson had any feedback on. And, and Watson was basically removed completely from the conversation. So news broke Wednesday or or Thursday that Watson wasn't happy about this. In fact, he tweeted out at the time when the move was made, he tweeted out, some things never change. And so that set all of the NFL Twitter world Ablaze because everybody was talking, whether it was, you know, 49ers fans, Bears fans, Jets fans. I mean, fans of teams from all over the league that are in search of quarterbacks um, were suddenly really interested in the idea of, of trading for Deshaun Watson. That was the first thing. And of course, as always, Miami Dolphins Twitter was uh, there were some vocal people, notably um, several columnists, Dave Hyde of the Sun Sentinel, Adam Beasley of the Miami Herald, were all on board saying that the Dolphins should absolutely consider making a move for Deshaun Watson. Of course, at this point, everything is still totally hypothetical. Everything is up in the air. There's there's nothing real. There's no real smoke, other than the fact that we understand that Deshaun Watson is unhappy with how things are going in Houston. Well, on Sunday morning, a report came out from Chris Mortensen of ESPN, and this is where things got really interesting. He says. I'll just read you the series of tweets reports about Sean Watson's unhappiness with the Houston Texans are accurate and sources close to the quarterback say he is still angry about the team's insensitivity to social justice, including hiring practices after the franchise failed to interview Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy this past week. Sources say Watson could play hardball with the Texans about a trade. His new $156 million contract includes a no trade clause, but informed speculation from a source is that he would consider a trade to the Miami Dolphins in which Tuatunga-Vailoa and additional compensation goes to Houston. Mortensen finishes by saying, let the denials begin, but it will be an off-season story, a puzzle of sorts that promises some drama. And so with this it went off the rails completely because now suddenly it was not it was more than just a you know a, a hypothetical out there it suddenly became a situation where there was an informed source and a report from a well-known and well-respected reporter with ESPN saying that The Miami Dolphins are a team that Deshaun Watson would consider waiving a uh, no-trade clause for to make a trade happen. So this is a pretty big deal. Now, of course, the Miami Dolphins have are just off the back of the 2020 season where they played their first year with Tua Tungavailoa, the rookie quarterback who started 10 games for them after he was drafted fifth in the 2020 NFL draft. And of course, uh, you know, the, depending on who you talk to, there are different responses about how Tua's first season went. Um, so the, I think a fair thing to say is that there are mixed reviews for Tua's first season as a Miami Dolphin. And so now you have a number of people who are talking about and making hypothetical situations where perhaps the Dolphins make a trade to Houston for Deshaun Watson. And there are pluses and negatives to both and what we're going to try to do here is try to talk about what this situation would mean and what what are the sort of perks and the downsides to both moves. To so both moves being making a trade for Deshaun Watson and and sending Tua away after one year or not making a trade with Houston, staying Pat and and keeping Tua uh, with the Dolphins and sticking with the plan as this organization envisioned it a couple of years ago and as they seem to be moving forward with it right now. So that's what we're going to be talking about today on this quick hit episode of the Same Old Dolphin Show. But before we do that, an invitation to all of you out there to make sure you're following us on social media. I am at Amplified to Rock. He is at Aaron the Brain. That's a a the Brain. The show is at Same Old Dolphins. We also have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Same Old Dolphins. And we invite you to go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere you get podcasts, subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star rating, leave us a positive review. We appreciate that. You can also go to the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. Hi, YouTube. How are you out there? Uh, go to YouTube.com, do a search for Dolphins Talk, all one word. You'll find the Dolphins Talk channel there where you can subscribe and get all of our content in your YouTube feed as well. And of course, every episode of the same old Dolphin Show is available at Dolphins Talk. Dot com. It's your one stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins. So make sure that you're going to dolphinstalk.com each and every day. Additionally, you need to make sure that you check out our friends at Patch Vibes. Patch Vibes is a Miami themed patch, pins, and t shirt site. They've got classic anniversary patches, they've got the most popular Shula patch. They've also got Dolphins throwback patches, such as this uh, old school logo that those of you watching on YouTube can see right now. They've got shirts, Dolphins GTA, that night in Vegas with Fitz shirt, whether it's current or a throwback Whatever it is revolving around the fins, they've got you covered over at patchvibes.com. So we invite you to head over to patchvibes.com and make sure you check out all of their original Miami Dolphin themed merch. They've also got some Heat stuff out there. They got a cool looking Tyler Hero shirt. So if you're a Heat fan, you can check that out as well. And of course, listen, 2020 sucked. We know that by now. We're moving into 2021, which, let's be frank, isn't that much better at this point. But it's new year, new balls with our sponsor, Manscaped, because Manscaped is the best in men's below the belt grooming. They offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels, and they've helped over 2 million men all over the world get rid of hair on their balls. So if you are looking into some equipment for some men's below the belt grooming, we invite you to go over to manscaped.com, use the promo code Talk, all one word, you will save off of your order and get free shipping. That's again, the promo code is Dolphins Talk. Save 20% at Dolphins at manscaped.com with the promo code Dolphins Talk. Your balls will thank you. And to throw it back to our friends at Patch Vibes, use the promo code Josh, J-O-S-H. You get 20% off of your order at Patch Vibes as well. So pretty good deal. It's a friendly deal as our grandfather used to say. So, head on over to patch vibes and manscaped and uh get yourself taken care of with some very good merchandise all right brain let's break it down here let's let's talk about this first let's talk about things on their face before we get into breaking down the numbers and all of that stuff let's just talk about things on your on, on the face of it i think it's fair to say that it is absolutely something that Chris Greer and Brian Flores should do to call up, uh, to call up Cal McNair, to call up Jack Easterby, call up Nick Casario, kick the tires a little bit on this rumor that you're hearing. It's at least worth exploring because you know. Listen, the fact of the matter is, Deshaun Watson is going to be 25 years old. When the 2021 NFL season starts, that is a quarterback who is about to enter the prime of his career, not a quarterback. That's on the backside of it. This isn't, this isn't Matt Ryan. This isn't Matthew Stafford. This is not some quarterback that is, is at the, you know, on the down slope of their career. This is a guy who is about to enter his, you know, ascendancy, if you will, the peak of his powers. Um, and he is already, I think unquestionably a top five quarterback in the national football league right now. So I think it's absolutely worth contacting the Texans and finding out what the asking price would be. I think that, I think that's a unanimous choice. I think you'd be foolish, even if you're completely committed to Tua, right? Completely committed to Tua and the plan that you've set forth. It would be foolish not to, at least with, based on these rumors, to at least make a couple phone calls and find out what's going on look into it a little bit, make an exploratory phone call and see what happens. Then you get into the question of what would fair compensation be? But but before we get into that brain, what, what are your thoughts on this entire situation?
1: Look, uh, it's like you said, you're talking about a top five quarterback that's just entering the prime of his career yes, he signed a huge contract extension, and we'll get into that contract because that's gonna be a part of this decision making process as well. but the fact is any the even the most optimistic to a fan the 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 dolphins fan like you or i who We're extremely excited about the Dolphins drafting Tua and saw glimpses that got us excited this season. Absolutely nothing that we saw this season would lead us to believe that we're a hundred percent sold, bought in, that Tua is a hundred percent the guy. He did not do enough to show and it would have been difficult for him to do enough, even if he even if he had a great season. But certainly with you know his up and down rookie year, which was not terrible by any stretch, it was up and down. You you can't go into next season knowing that. Yeah, Tua is definitely our guy for the next 10 years. You certainly can say, well, that's the plan, and you can certainly feel good about the plan and feel like we just need to get this guy weapons, and I'm sure that Brian Flores and Chris Greer and other guys on that team might have, or well, not might have, definitely have more insight as far as to the way that Tua works uh you know monday to to saturday the way he picks things up in the in the classroom and on the practice field and i'm sure that that goes a long way into their decision making too as far as their confidence in him going forward but regardless of all of that the absolute best case scenario with Tua Tagovailoa is that he turns into Deshaun Watson and now You potentially have the opportunity to get Deshaun Watson, and you don't have that unknown of, will he get there? You've got the guy entering the prime of his career, locked up on a long-term contract, so there's no, you know, if you trade for this guy, there's no, like, well, it's a one- or two-year rental kind of thing. No, you've got... An opportunity to sign a guy that's an elite quarterback in this league that's just entering the prime of his career and have him locked up for the foreseeable future. To me, short of it being just astronomical asking price, that's a deal that you have to do. You have to make that deal no matter how much you like to, uh, and no matter how much you may believe that he turns into, uh, a Deshaun Watson type. The fact is, is you don't know that. And so really, this whole thing just comes down to what is the asking price because if the asking price is not astronomical and it's something that the Dolphins can afford and still conceivably fill in the rest of their roster to a championship level in the next three years which is the plan then there's
0: literally no reason not to make this move well let's take a look at the situation the Dolphins find themselves in now right the situation now, and this so this would be uh, the pro for, uh, you know, something, an argument against making this trade, is that the Dolphins already have Tua on a rookie deal, and they have the number three and number 18 picks in this year's draft. They already had a, a, a very good defense, one of the best defenses in the National Football League when it comes to points per game allowed. They have... They have a young offensive lineman, an offensive line that needs to be bolstered a little bit, but have the pieces to move that in the right direction. So they have some pieces. This is a team that is looking to upgrade at the skill positions. So they're looking to upgrade running back. They're looking to upgrade wide receiver. They may be looking to upgrade the the offensive line, probably the defensive line as well, via the draft and free agency. Right now, the Dolphins have a lot of cap space, and they have a lot of draft picks including two in the top 20 and four in the top 50 which is a lot of excellent draft capital and it's not terribly expensive at the moment so the argument for not doing the trade is you're staying you're sticking with the process that you've been that you've started that you started a couple years ago when you tore down the team, ripped it down to the studs, got rid of all those bloated contracts, got rid of all of these veterans, got rid of people who weren't buying into the program. And, you know, you, you started 0-7 before finishing 5-11. We all know the story right? This was the trajectory that the Dolphins set out for themselves. And, and the argument is, let's just stay with it and hashtag trust the process and everything is going to work out fine. And Tua is going to take big steps forward as a quarterback this year and the following year. And eventually he's going to be the quarterback that we need him to be. And as long as we surround him with weapons, this team is going to be ready to compete for a playoff spot next season and potentially a Super Bowl you know, maybe a dark horse contender for Super Bowl next season and definite legit Super Bowl contenders the year after that. That is the plan, right? And then you've got these resources that you can use to have a lot of guys on rookie contracts that can, you know, help you win now for not a lot of money. And that frees up money to bring in a flashy wide receiver, free agent. It it, it leaves you with cash to sign and renegotiate a contract with Zavie and Howard. So that's sort of the plan as it would be for now. And, and I think there are plenty of arguments to be made for that plan being a very solid plan. And if that was the way the Dolphins decided to go, I, do, I don't think I would be upset about that. However, there are also compelling arguments to be made to go out and get Deshaun Watson. Now, before we get into the conversation about what the cost would be, let's talk about the financials, because this is the thing that a lot of people are upset about. And initially, it was one of the things that gave me the most pause about bringing Watson in is is how much it would cost to do that. Now, as you take a look and you break down, you've got the contract in front of you. You've got the details of it. Is there a world in which the Dolphins can add Uh, Watson's contract to their books and cut enough money elsewhere that they can bring Watson on without it being, uh, you know, a serious sort of drag on their cap space. Uh,
1: Not only is there a world where that is a possibility, but they don't even really need to cut salary to do it. The, the fact is, is that, I mean, look, there's some uncertainty with what the cap numbers are going to be over the next couple of years because of the whole pandemic and the way that it's affected the, you know, team's revenue and the, and the cap numbers. But the fact is, is that Deshaun Watson is a, is a cap hit next year of a little under 16 million and five and a half of that million is uh, a signing bonus. Uh, that will be covered by the Houston Texans. So even if uh the Dolphins were to make this trade, the cap hit that Deshaun Watson would bring in next year would only be about 10 and a half million. Uh, and the Dolphins are projected to have a cap space of 32 million. So, and that's with everybody that they currently have on the roster. So they would still have money to go out and be players in free agency. And that's, and that's not even including guys that they would add in the draft so they could absolutely bring in Deshaun Watson and then add guys in this off season where Deshaun Watson's contract becomes a little bit more problematic is the rest of the contract because the following year, his cap number increases dramatically up to 40.4 million. And then the following year to 42.4 million before uh, going down to 37.4 million and then 32 million. But here's the thing. The dolphins do not have a lot of guys signed past next year or the year after. And they currently, while these are just projections and, they are subject to change based on you know the economy of the world and the economy of the national football league they're currently projected to have upwards of about 85 or 86 million dollars in cap space in 2022 Meaning that even with that forty million dollar cap number under Sean Watson, and even if they go out and spend money on whether it's a TY Hilton or whatever, or whoever you want, whatever big name guy, or even Alan, you know Alan uh, several Allen Robinson. Yeah. Uh, y- y- whoever Bring you want Robinson. to whoever you want to go after, the fact is the Dolphins have the cap flexibility to do it. And they could always backload these contracts. And I know that this is something that it, it, it's a practice that has gotten the Dolphins franchise in trouble in the past because they've, they've tr- attempted to bring in several high-priced players in the same offseason and backload all of their deals in an attempt to try to win now when the reality of the situation is, is it was just really an attempt to try to eke out 10 wins and get to the playoffs. But the fact is, is if you get a Deshaun Watson and you still have all of these draft picks, and I know you're not going to have all of these draft picks because you're presumably going to have to part ways with quite a few of them, but you're still going to have several draft picks. You're still going to have uh, f- enough cap flexibility to bring in a few more players. You still have all of these rookies and young players that you're developing. You've already said that we had one of the best defenses in the league, so you're only a couple of pieces away on that end of the ball uh, anyway. The idea right now, even with Tua, is you're trying to win this, win a Super Bowl, in Tua's rookie deal, which means you've got four years to win a Super Bowl. Well, you've got the opportunity and the flexibility where you could still put those pieces together and you add in an elite quarterback in Deshaun Watson. And if, if the goal is to win a Super Bowl in the next three or four years, you just have to ask yourself the question, who's more like who's more likely to lead you to that Super Bowl is it Deshaun Watson or Tua Tungavailoa? Right now, you'd be crazy to say anything other than Deshaun Watson as the answer to that question. Sure. It that, t- it's t- not to say the answer won't be different two years from now, but, uh, but right now, the answer to that is
0: emphatically Deshaun Watson. Sure. Based on evidence alone, Deshaun Watson is the more likely of the two guys to lead you to uh, to, to lead a team, I should say this, based on the evidence that we have right now, Deshaun Watson is the more likely of the two players to lead a team to a Super Bowl, whoever that team might be. Now, that, that is not to say, I mean, it's just if you think that it's Tua, then that is going a lot on on blind faith. Right? Because what he has shown you is glimpses of this guy who can be this great quarterback, but he has not yet taken those development steps to prove that he's that guy. So I think a lot of people have the belief that he's going to be a great quarterback in this league, myself among them, but it's the belief that's doing all, a lot of the work, not necessarily his body of work and the evidence that he has put out in front of you in the National Football League. So I think that is a fair thing to say. At this point, but let me, let me pose a question here because this is something that has that has been a concern of people who are maybe not again not up for the Watson move because they think the Watson move would be the dolphins doing what the dolphins have done is bringing in an expensive player and then trying to plug holes as much as they can in order to win right now. One of the concerns is you 've got Xavier Howard who is the rumor is that he is out there looking for more money this offseason. The fact is that as of Sunday, he is signed with a new agent, his third agent in as many years. So that is another indication that he's going to be looking for big money this offseason. What does bringing in Deshaun Watson potentially do or mean for your ability to keep? Is Xavier Howard around? Does that mean you bring in you bring in Deshaun Watson and it means, well, now you can't pay X and you gotta ship him off? You're 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 all pro cornerback, Xavier Howard? What what did you do there? First off, first off, if the decision has to
1: be made to choose either an elite franchise quarterback or an elite corner, I'm taking the quarterback. Q U A R T E R B A C K over the corner back every single day, every single day, over and over and over again. There's, it's a no brainer. That said, it, you don't need to make that choice because you can easily, you can, you can easily make this trade for Deshaun Watson and, and extend Xavier Howard. And if you need to cut money somewhere else, which they really don't need to, you can make, you can make the argument that like, look, let's take care of our guys and let's continue to build through the draft. We really don't need to spend big money in overpay and overpay in free agency to bring other players in. We can continue to build this thing through the draft and take care of our guys, but uh you know you're also paying 16 million dollars uh to to Byron Jones you, you could trade him and like it, at the end of the day if you needed to if it came down to it and you did not want to pay you didn't want to give that extension to Xavier Howard well Xavier Howard has put himself in a position where you could probably get multiple first round picks for him and that just strengthens the argument for what you can do as far as trading Deshaun Watson because now you're mitigating the cost of bringing in that elite quarterback because you're potentially talking about trading away multiple first-round picks but then getting them back in a deal for and Howard. And while, look, nobody's going to want to part ways with and Howard, the fact of the matter is... And look, I, I don't think so either. I would just extend them. I, I'd extend them. And if you can make this trade for Deshaun Watson, uh, without giving up, you know, four first round picks, I would do that. And I would, I would bring both of them in and I'd say, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's roll. Uh, and, and let's cut the, you know, oh, so we don't get to spend big money on a free agent wide receiver. Who cares? (laughs) Like that, like that, that's where I would cut the cost. Uh, but. If it came down to it, and you had to trade Xavier Howard, you're 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 trading away multiple first round picks to get an elite quarterback, and then you're recouping those multiple first round picks to get rid of a corner, and then you go and you you try to just replace him. It's not an easy guy to replace, but let's not forget. That Brian Flores with this defense has done a masterful job and Josh Boyer in his entire career dating back to where he was a defense, you know, a defensive backs coach with the New England Patriots has made a living at getting the most out of, you know, lesser known Corners or underdrafted corners in this league and turning them into quality NFL defensive backs. And so, uh, it's a lot easier. I'm not saying it's easy to find a Xavier Howard, but it's a lot easier to find a cornerback in this league than it is to find a quarterback in this league. And no franchise should know that any more than the Miami Dolphins, who have seen a handful of elite corners in my lifetime and has seen no franchise (laughs) quarterbacks or no elite quarterbacks since Dan Marino retired in 2000
0: yeah yeah no, that's fair. That's fair. So it's a fair point. and you know there's other money on the books that the dolphins could try to figure something out with, uh, particularly Eric Flowers. There's a lot of money tied up there, and maybe there's something the dolphins could do with it. But let's talk about the cost. and when i when I talk about the cost, I don't necessarily mean the salary. I mean what it would cost to trade for him. I think almost certainly, as Mortensen indicated. Uh, Tua would be involved in this trade. You suggested something to me that I think is probably is. I think uh, it's a realistic ask. You said Houston would would ask for the number three pick in the 2021 draft, one of the Dolphins' second round picks, probably the first one, and a first round pick in the 2022 draft. So it would be Tua. And three draft picks, right the three the the number three overall pick, a second rounder this year, and a number one next year, and then you said that we would get back Watson and possibly an added second for Tua to me. Yeah, maybe,
1: maybe, I don't know. At the, at the, at the time that I made that, that kind of proposal that wasn't clear whether or not they had interest in Tua. My thought at the time was that their interest, uh, would be more in that number three pick, uh, because maybe they would rather have, take a shot at one of the quarterbacks coming out versus, uh, taking on
0: Tua. And then with that, Yeah, but but regardless, yes. But but, but what I'm saying is that that is a deal that would be really difficult to turn down because that still leaves the Dolphins with a number 18 overall pick this year in addition to another second round draft. So it's basically still a complete normal draft that you would have. What you'd essentially be
1: doing is you would essentially be trading the second half Of the Laramie Tunsil trade, not even the entire Laramie Tunsil trade, just the second half of the Laramie Tunsil trade for Deshaun Watson. Well, let me ask you this. And then adding in, you'd basically be trading Laramie Tunsil for Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah, essentially is what it would turn into. Let me ask you this, though, because my feeling on this is that the Texans are not likely to ask for so little. I have a feeling they're going to come in and ask for a lot more. My gut tells me that they're going to look for both of the Dolphins' first round draft picks this year. They're going to take number, they want number three overall and number 18, and they want the the Dolphins' first round pick next season, and they want the Dolphins' first round pick The following year. So it would be four (laughs) first round picks from the Dolphins and Tua Tungavailoa in exchange for Deshaun Watson. Do you make that deal? No, I I don't make that deal. Why? I don't
1: make that deal because I just think that I I think the asking price there is too much. I, I think at that point, uh, you're, you're giving up, your entire first round this year, which is an extremely important draft uh, position. And I'd be okay with that if we're saying, okay, we're doing that. And then we're trading, you know, our first rounder next year and that's it. But I'm not giving away Tua plus, I mean, plus two first rounders this year, plus another first rounder next year, plus another, that's essentially five first round picks. Yeah. Yeah. Well and and I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that uh for a contract that's already, you know, that you're gonna be paying essentially forty million dollars a year to in a couple of years. Like I, I would do that for a guy that uh you know you, you were getting on a value deal because then you're not having having to worry about that. But that's that's a little bit too much. But the fact is that can be their asking price. If that's their asking price, then it's it's
0: it's there's potential there to come down from that. Absolutely. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about this situation that is so great from a Miami Dolphins perspective. The Dolphins have all of the leverage in this situation. If we if if all of the rumors and everything that is flying out around right now ends up being true, The Dolphins have all of the leverage in the situation because the Texans have themselves an untenable situation at at home, right? They've built an untenable situation because of the mismanagement of the organization. They've got a disgruntled quarterback who wants out. That gives the Dolphins all of the leverage. And the Dolphins have additional leverage on top of just that situation because the Dolphins presumably are already happy with the situation they have. The, right. dolphins, uh, yeah. the Dolphins are already happy with the situation they have in, uh, in, in the current situation with Tua. So the Dolphins are not going to be bent over a barrel in order to make this deal for Deshaun Watson. They have the leverage to make the Texans come down to a more reasonable asking price. And if the Texans don't want to do that, the Dolphins say, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. We appreciate the phone call. We're going to stick with our plan. And then, you know. Casario gets back on the phone and it's like, oh, okay, 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 we'll maybe we'll make a deal with you. The Dolphins have all the power here, which is the great scenario. Because I think, I think for the most part, there's no way the Dolphins are gonna get fleeced making this deal, right? I think there's there's no scenario on which this deal ends up being bad for the Dolphins. Well, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't yeah. say there's no yeah. scenario. The <laughs> scenario in which it's a bad deal for the Dolphins is they make the move, they make the trade, Watson comes in, and he then gets s- some horrible injury in training camp, right. and he never plays it down for the team, and now we're now we're screwed. But here's the thing. If you were one of those people that was all about, oh, Tua, injury concerns with Tua, injury concerns with Tua, blah, 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 You can't now turn around and and be like, well, there's no injury concerns with Watson and vice versa. If you didn't have injury concerns with Tua, you can't come around and say, well, I've got injury concerns with Watson. I think the, the likelihood of Watson getting hurt is the same likelihood, actually maybe <laughs> a slightly less likelihood than Tua. Well, I don't want to get into all of that. The fact <laughs> of the matter is, as I was trying to say, ultimately the Dolphins are in a position to either make a deal that is really, really great for them or make no deal at all. And they're happy either way.
1: And here's the other part of it, that uh, some more leverage, is that Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. Right. And so Deshaun Watson ultimately can decide. This isn't a situation where the Texans are shopping them, shopping Deshaun Watson, and they could just trade him off to the highest bidder. Deshaun Watson has to sign off on it, and the report from, from Mortensen is that he he'd consider being traded to the Dolphins? He did not list multiple teams, right? So if if Deshaun Watson wishes to play hardball here, there's really nothing that Houston can do. Houston exactly. is put in a situation where they're either going to play hardball back. And they're either going to s- stick with an asking price, and if they don't get it, they're not going to trade him, and they're just going to hope that Deshaun Watson reports and plays, which I think he probably would, because there's a lot of money there, but you don't know. We've seen players just over the past two years, not quarterbacks, but we've seen players go this route and sit out games. Yep. Uh, And so that's certainly a possibility. Or take the Dolphins' offer. And that's their only two options because they don't have other suitors because Deshaun Watson ultimately has the power with that no trade clause. And so the Dolphins are in an extraordinary position of power, uh, in this nego, in any kind of negotiation, if there are negotiations going on. And so that's why I say, like, you know, Houston can have an asking price. And their asking price should absolutely be high, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what they're going to get for Deshaun Watson. And that doesn't mean that they're not going to come down from that asking price as this situation plays out. Absolutely. Uh,
0: and and yeah, here's so, another thing. Here's another thing to throw in there that just has to do with the fact that the Dolphins have all the leverage. A report came out that really stressed that the part about Mortens' report To Watson being upset about the team's insensitivity to social justice, including hiring practices, that that is a real thing that he is really upset with. And the fact is, the Miami Dolphins, I think, are the only team in the National Football League that have a black GM. They also have a black head coach. I don't know how much that plays into his decision, but, you know, Cal McNair once said, we can't have the inmates running the asylum. Which you know was not viewed favorably by a number of players, so there is this now granted listen, there are plenty of things to be upset with Steve Ross about if you want to be, but the fact of the matter is the dolphins have a a, a much better sort of situation, at least in as much as it pertains to social justice and hiring practices and, and, and things like that, the, the kinds of things that uh, Watson is really upset about, the Dolphins are a much better fit for him as far as that goes. So um, so that's where, that's where things stand. I think it's, just, you know, listen, as of right now, everything is hypotheticals, but we wanted to talk about it because this is a this is something that is a hot button issue and it was something that a lot of people on Twitter were talking about. In fact, Brain, I ran a poll on Twitter t- this uh earlier this evening. The poll was open for 3 hours. We got 1100 plus votes wow. on on the poll, okay? Um and I asked would you rather the Dolphins trade Tua and multiple draft picks for Deshaun Watson and acquire weapons via second round or later draft picks and free agency or keep Tua and use all the draft capital and assets we have to acquire weapons via any means necessary? As I said, we got over 1,100 votes on this brain. How do you think that this would break down? I'm just curious how you think it would break down.
1: (sighs) This is it's tough to say, because I feel like Dolphins fans are really split on Tua right now, um, based on what I've seen on Twitter anyway. Um, And I think in general, NFL fans in general, but especially Dolphins fans have been always intoxicated by, you know, the shiny new object. So I would guess that they're probably in the camp of Deshaun Watson.
0: And what would your guess be on the percentage if you had to pick a breakdown?
1: maybe maybe 2 to 1 maybe like 65
0: 35 you think 65 35 for uh for bringing in watson
1: yeah somewhere in that 60 40 65 35 somewhere in there
0: all right well the breakdown was as such and again this is a completely unscientific twitter poll so this is only people on Twitter that are that are voting and responding. So this is, does not go into the Facebook land or the YouTube land. These are only votes of of people from Twitter. Of course, if you're on Facebook and you're on YouTube, leave us a comment, let us know what you what you would prefer. But the breakdown was 67.5 to 32.5. So you were pretty close in your guess of the split. The thing is it was 67.5 in favor of sticking with Tua. Wow. And 32.5 in favor of trading for Watson. I just thought that was really interesting. I think that's interesting. This is the one caveat
1: that I'll say as far as uh, something that would give me a little bit of pause as far as the Deshaun Watson thing. Brian Flores has been pretty clear since coming here about uh, the culture that he's trying to build as far as being a team first guy and uh, not wanting star players that think that they're bigger than the organization. And so when you talk about bringing in a guy that is currently essentially holding his team hostage. uh, Reportedly. Right. Reportedly. I mean, he hasn't done it yet, but (laughs) you would think the only way this deal is being made is if Deshaun Watson is going to the Houston brass and saying that he's demanding a trade. And so for the Dolphins to do that. It means taking on a guy who's kind of going against that and at the quarterback position, which is supposed to be the one position more than any other that needs to be team first and not worried about personal goals. But what I'll say is, is that when you look at the reasoning that Deshaun Watson is unhappy right now with Houston, it's not because the Houston Texans organization uh, you know, has failed to put a great team together, although I'm sure that's an underlying cause. Yeah, cause I'm they su-
0: absolutely have.
1: Yeah. I'm sure that if the Houston Texans were 11 and five this year and in the playoffs, uh, this would be a non issue, even if they were firing their GM. Uh, but the fact that his big contentions here are they made a promise to him that they haven't kept. And the whole social, just social justice stuff. Those two things have, you know, they they supersede the football aspect of this, and so they're 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 totally understandable contentions, I think, and a reason for. uh for if if Miami was to make this move I don't think you would necessarily have to worry about getting a guy that is just a uh a malcontent or a me first guy that's going to say, Hey, I want to, you know, it's all about me and, and I need to be consulted and he's going to take the, the organization hostage. In fact, when you, when you read into it and you, you know, you were talking about it earlier, it, this wasn't even a, just a solely Deshaun Watson thing. It was Deshaun Watson and other guys on the Texans team that he was basically sticking up for and speaking out on behalf of. So I think he was showing leadership there. And so I don't think this is a case of a guy that uh, was being, you know, the diva or the star player, which, uh, you know, Brian Flores has kind of made clear that he doesn't want around. So I don't think from that aspect, Deshaun Watson is that kind of guy, but it does give me a little bit of pause because – Ultimately, in, in order for this deal to, to go through, it's going to rely on Deshaun Watson essentially taking his organization hostage, which is not a good look for any player, but especially a quarterback.
0: Yeah, but I, I would say this. I would say there's a fine line between ego and just being a kind of alpha dog sort of leader. And when you're that kind of player and you feel like you've been let down by your team, uh, it 's easy to let that frustration uh, take over and and want to get out of that situation and I you know and listen and without getting really into the weeds of it. Deshaun Watson's history with that with that organization and the relationship between the players and and ownership and and the front office of that team it's not necessarily smooth sailing so it's it's an understandable situation. Look at the end of the day, there's a lot of angles to this story, right? And and when it talk about what is it that you would prefer, or what is it that I would prefer, there are a lot of angles that we haven't even talked about. Like we didn't really get into the whole idea of well, if you trade all of these draft picks for Watson, how do you bring in weapons. Well, you still have money and free agency as we talked about and and you can you still have a lot of other picks besides just those first rounders. And of course, a lot of people have staked their wagon to the idea of a DeVonte Smith or Najee Harris or or uh, the, the Chase from uh, LSU, you know, Jamar Chase. You've got all of these people who have sort of been excited about these prospects, knowing that the Dolphins were going to have these picks, and suddenly there's a, a world out there where the Dolphins don't have these picks anymore, and so what do you do? And and you've got people who I think make good points, like our, our friend uh, Stephen Masso from here at DolphinsTalk.com and via the source, he says that, you know, there, you can still find talent beyond the first round. He lists a whole bunch of guys. Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, second round guys, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, Travis Kelsey, Terry McLaurin, all third round guys, Tyree Hill and Stefan Diggs, fifth round guys. You can find gems late in the draft. It gives you smaller margin of error to work with because obviously when you start drafting guys in those rounds, the floor is much lower and, and the Dolphins have had their fair share of misses when it comes to receivers taken in the late rounds. But there are still ways that the Dolphins can bring in their weapons. It's not like it's not like bringing in Watson would handcuff the team completely. So with all of that said, and understanding that there are still aspects to this that we haven't discussed because the show has already gone longer than I, I think either of us intended for it to go. Um, let's just ask it straight out. Brain, if the Dolphins find a price that works for them, would, and, and Aaron the Brain is the GM, does Aaron the Brain pull the trigger on this deal? if
1: the price is right then yeah absolutely
0: everybody has a price for Aaron the brain the million dollar <laughs> man. i i love it i love it um yeah i don't know like i think if we can get if we could get a situation where it's not a huge deal like i think like the deal that i said that you first proposed to me, where the Dolphins are giving up number three, but holding on to number 18, giving up their first round draft pick next year and, and maybe sending a second. That's barely anything for Deshaun Watson. And as much as I love to, and as much as I want to trust the process, as I have looked at the numbers and broken down, broken them down further. I mean, I think I would have to make that deal too. I mean, ultimately if the, if, if for that price, Absolutely, I think my hell.
1: I th- hell even if you get, even if you're throwing Tua in there, well, that's like, what I, I'm and, saying. It, yeah, you're sending you're, Tua away. Yeah, also, yeah, I mean, because really, what you're talking about there is if if you're giving them Tua, your first rounder this year, a first rounder next year, and then a second rounder this year, you're giving them three ones and a two. Yeah, that's. That's pretty fair compensation, not to mention that one of the ones is the number three pick, which is extremely valuable. Yeah. And a number three pick in a year where if we're giving them Tua, they would they would then, prop, uh, you you would think they would not be going after a quarterback. They could essentially parlay into more picks. Uh, that's a deal that makes sense for both sides.
0: I think it's ultimately especially. For me. Uh, go ahead, Aaron.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if that's the, if that's the deal that we can get them to, and I mean, at that point, we're talking about three ones and a two. And let's say their yeah. asking price is four two ones. In a one two of being one of the ones. Right. And let's say that their asking price is four ones and a two. Well, then we're not that far off right here as an, as a, as a starting point, as a jumping off point for negotiations. If we're that close, as a jumping off point, then this is a deal that absolutely can be made. And frankly, if, if, if Deshaun Watson pushes it and is, and says he's done with the Texans organization, then the Dolphins are in a point, are in a spot where they, they've got to try their damnedest to make this happen.
0: Yeah, I think if it if it really comes down to it and, and the opportunity is there, at first, and I'll be honest with you, my initial reaction was, no way. I'm not making this deal. I'm sticking with Tua. I'm riding with Tua because I believe in Tua. And I do. I continue to believe in Tua and, and have faith that he is going to be a great quarterback in this league. My, my initial concern was the numbers. And I was afraid of the numbers and what that would mean and what we would have to give up as far as draft capital goes. But I think if you really look at it and you really crunch the numbers, when you really Really break it down, you know, especially when you consider what the Dolphins would be saving on their, you know, think about it. Think about what you would have to pay for a number three overall pick. That's something that you're adding to the payroll that you wouldn't have to pay for. You wouldn't have to pay for that. You know, you wouldn't have to pay for the number 18 pick. So there's additional savings. There's additional money to be saved. I think when you really look at it, it breaks down in such a way where it is not quite as daunting as it looks Initially, uh, in terms of Deshaun Watson's contract, and obviously the draft capital, you you you, you know you want to use that well. But here's the thing about draft capital, okay? Yes, there's two ways to use draft capital. One is you draft great players and you develop them and they turn into stars for your team. The other thing you do with draft capital is you send it away, and it comes back to you as a fantastic player in the form of a trade, and. If anybody would be upset about trading away our two first-round draft picks for a guy who is a proven top five quarterback in the NFL. I'm not talking about a middle tier quarterback. Earlier I talked about Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford. Those are, those are middle tier quarterbacks, right? They're, they're certainly not bad NFL quarterbacks. They're not average NFL quarterbacks, but they're not elite tier NFL quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson is an elite tier NFL quarterback the kind of asset that doesn't just show up on the open market and if that player says to his team send me to Miami I don't know I mean if I'm Miami I go okay well how do I make this trade happen because that's a big one and that's that's a real opportunity that you don't get and basically what it comes down to is you have You know, ultimately what it boils down to is Tua and his potential versus Deshaun Watson and what he already is. And, you know, it's what's the old saying? If you you shit in one hand and wish in the other, which one which one gets filled first? You know, the shit. Absolutely. And I'm so anyway, maybe not the best metaphor. Either way, I've, (laughs) I've, I was after initially being reluctant to this deal, after really breaking it down and thinking about it a little more, I'm more open to it. Either way, I'm happy regardless of what happens. If this whole thing falls apart and it doesn't happen, it falls through, Deshaun Watson doesn't come to Miami and the Dolphins proceed on the plan that they're on already, on the course that they're on already, I'm fine with that. And I'm not just, Begrudgingly fine with it. I'm happy about it. I like the plan that the Dolphins are on, and I like the course that we're on. If Deshaun Watson becomes available and comes to Miami and is the franchise quarterback that we've been looking for, and we suddenly have him, boom, instantly, that's amazing. Now, how much does it play into the idea of well, the Dolphins now have to hire a new offensive coordinator? I don't know. We'll see. But I and I'm sure that that enters into that conversation somehow as well. But maybe that's something that we're going to break down a little bit further on because I'm sure that between now and the next time we record this deal, isn't going to suddenly happen. Watson, I think is reportedly on vacation right now. (laughs) Not like this is a deal that's happening in the next couple of days. We're going to have time to marinate on this. More news is going to come out. More things are going to happen. The dolphins will probably end up making some moves in free agency before this thing comes to a boil. Regardless, it was a topic that we wanted to talk about. We wanted to discuss it now and we've done that. Um, as always, Dolphin fans, feel free to share your thoughts with us um, at Same Old Dolphins is the show Twitter. I'm at Amplified to Rock. He's at at Aaron, the brain that's at a, aaron the brain, of course, feel free to comment on the page at dolphins talk.com download rate reviews, subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts. Um, leave us comments here on the Facebook, on the YouTube video. We appreciate that as well. I think I'm going to also post this video to Facebook so we can just put the video itself up on Facebook, get the whole thing up there for people to watch. Um, we're interested in your thoughts because obviously this is going to have time to marinate for a little bit. Maybe we changed your mind. Maybe we gave you some insight that you didn't think about previously. And and we'd love to hear from everybody. Even if you think we're the biggest idiots on the planet, what a couple of jabronis. You want to put the dolphins back in win now mode all the time. Maybe, maybe let us hear from you. We're always excited to hear from our listeners here on the same old dolphin show brain. You got any parting words for the people?
1: The fact is we are in win now mode. We, we are that the, the last two years, we've taken a two year hiatus from win now mode so that we can enter win now mode with the foundation of a team that is built to win now. That is what we are. So that, that is literally the plan. And so If you're upset because we're talking about, well, it's time for the Dolphins to try to win now. Well, what the hell were you expecting this team to do next year when all season we've been talking about how next year is the year? And we went through this whole playoff chase saying, we didn't make it, but we were a year early, and next year is the year of expectations. Well, if next year is the year of expectations... Then you're saying that it is time to win now. And so whether, whether it's Tua plus, you know, this bevy of draft picks and then whatever cap space you want to use, that's one way of winning now. Another way of winning now is to go get yourself an elite known quantity at quarterback. Either way, the Dolphins are in win now mode. And if you don't believe that, then you just, haven't been paying attention and I, I don't really know when you want to win because <laughs> like we've literally taken a two-year hiatus from the win now mentality that is that is uh, you know infected this organization for the past 20 years at some point you do have to try to win now and we have gotten to that point now as far as is it more important to build yourself a, a win now with like a two to three year window versus winning now in a five to 10 year window. I think there's, there's, you know, there's some debate there. I believe you get yourself an elite franchise quarterback. That's 25 years old and you've built yourself a 10 year window.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, And I, I would go for the 10 year window. So the dolphins are finding themselves right there. Here we go. So let's see what happens. Listen, and as, as uh, uh, Tim Reynolds said today on Twitter, listen, the Dolphins have every pick in the 2021 draft. So anytime there's a trade target out there, you're going to hear the Dolphins in that conversation. And, you know, I think it was uh, Salguero said something or maybe it was Omar Kelly. One of the Dolphins beat writers said. The Dolphins are a very attractive team. For free agents to come to right now because they're a team that is on an upswing they've got a respected head coach and a respected general manager they're a team that's moving in the right direction so a lot of players are going to want to come to miami and and let's be frank and let's be frank here um, the fact of the matter is the dolphins uh the dolphins are going to uh look see, if you go to Miami you're not playing paying a state income tax you don't pay a state income tax in Florida. That's a perk. It's a bonus. It's it's pretty good. Especially when you're making the kind of money that these big name NFL free agents are going to make. Anyway, that is going to wrap us up for this special edition of the same old dolphin show. We will in fact be back later this week with our 2020 season wrap up show. Um, We'll go over all of our preseason predictions. We'll talk about the year. We'll talk about the plans going into the off season. And then we'll talk about what our plans are going into the off season. But one of the things you can count on is when news like this breaks and there's a conversation point up there, we'll probably be back here to talk about it a little bit on the same old Dolphin show. So we will look forward to talking to you again soon. In the meantime, take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got the
1: Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from.